Are you drinking? Not yet, but I will be drinking, my man. What do you mean, not yet? (laughs) It's yourself a drink. Piss off. (laughs) Should I? It's 145, though. Ah, shit. No, how are Come on. It's Uh, been that long. You've got to get yourself a fucking drink. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to go grab a drink. One sec. Yeah. All right, one sec. You you twisted my arm, but I'll do it. One shake, one shake. What a guy. Didn't take much twisting. (laughs) Did not, sir. I'm not (laughs) proud of that. One sec. I got a a gin and water, sir. Yes. Gin and water, sir. Cheers. Cheers, lad. Cheers, my man. Gin and water. Gin and water, sir. That's some fucking horrible. Uh, That's disgusting. Here's the thing. I'm on. um, I'm I'm slashing my calories and trying to. I put on a couple quarantine pounds, my friend. Put on a couple quarantine kilos. Who hasn't? That's right. No shit. eh? It's difficult, man. There's nothing to look good for. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it is true. We're not doing nothing. How are you? How are you dealing with this? Like for me, I'm a social dude. I like seeing people talking to people, whatever. And um, it's like it shocker. is freaking weird, man. Yeah, shocker, shocker, man. <laughs> and um, it's weird, man, not being able to. It's like we're on house arrest almost, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't leave your house, and and some people are getting ticketed in some places. For me, man, freak, it's tough. This podcast has been big. To be able to talk to people, sit down with somebody like you and just shoot the shit, that means yeah. a lot for me. That means a lot oh, for me. I can imagine. Like, I can imagine. Like, it's, it's it's pretty slack where we are, though. Like, I'm, I'm allowed to go wherever I want pretty much. No shit. Yeah, like, so they just they just loosened up all our restrictions, like, at the weekend. And it went from, like, so, like, before it was you were allowed to do an hour of exercise to let like, you allowed to do an hour of exercise outdoors and you could leave the house for going for going for groceries, basically. Mm. But it was like it, it, and like they were enforcing fines, but like nah, not really. That was just like bullshit. Only if you were only if you were like ridiculously taking the piss, like having barbecues and shit like that. Yeah, which yeah. Which a lot of people. Hmm. Now we're allowed out whenever we want for exercise. Like I was going out pretty much whenever I wanted anyway, because like. The guy who actually recommended our lockdown strategy, he broke his own rules to go and have sex with his mistress. Oh, who is this? Um, I think his name's Neil Ferguson. Hey, man, I can't, you know, it is what it is. Like, he's married, though. Yeah, I, I think so. Ah, shit. That's too sure his mistress. Well, that's not good. No. Uh, that's not good. That <laughs> looks bad. What the fuck though? <laughs> Damn. It's hard to, like, enforce something when you're breaking rules to bang your, your side piece. That's it. Like, I, I, I don't understand. Like, just, yeah. I, I'd love nothing more than having a little bit of action right now. And it's just like, that's the worst bit, right? When, 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 I could, when it was there and I could actually get it, I wasn't that bothered. <laughs> Now that it's off the table, I'm just a little pest. <laughs> it gets you a little wound up. How are you? So when did you start this podcast? Did this happen during the quarantine? Did you sign? When did this kick off? I started saw, I saw having guests during the quarantine, but um, I started doing the podcast. I'm not even sure, you know, a couple of months ago, three months ago. Okay. And I just basically, I just, I, I just, it's just me ranting into, into the microphone for like 
15 minutes at a time. Mm. That's pretty much all I do. And then, like, I've just started getting guests on because, like, then I, like, I'm a bit, a bit like you. Like, I did, but I didn't actually realise how sociable I was. Like, I've been telling myself that I'm not and that I hate people for so long. Yeah. And then, like, again, another thing, like, when it's off the table where I can't really go and see people and everything, it's like all I want to do is just talk and help people. Dude, it's, it's, it's phenomenal what talking to somebody can do. It's, I know, mate. It's the little things, too. Like, just going to the gym, if there's people around, you have the option of not talking to someone if you don't want to. But you don't realize when it's not an option. Like, the little just knowing people around changes shit. It's different. Yeah. Even if you don't talk to them. If you go and you're out in the public and you see people around, if, if someone just came and took everybody in the city away and you're just in a fucking city by yourself, Dead, like tumbleweed blown through, not a yeah. sight around. Dog, you know how badly that would hit? That's a whole other thing for me. For me, it'd be tough. It would, right? But, like, you just break into the cinema and, like, all that shit still be there. So, like, you, you just learn how to operate the fucking cinema and you just go to the pictures by yourself. Yeah, yeah, and shit, you all go into the, the gym. Man, all yeah. the ice cream. <laughs> Sounds pretty, sounds pretty fucking good to me. It's like, not bad. That, you go that, to that, that, that was that was a really shit example, that man. You, you, you go to the bar, you're pulling yourself drinks. You know, like, you, you're the what man. You should have said, what you should have said was like, you end up like you're alone somewhere like in a desert. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like, that's what you should have said. If it's sounds a, pretty good. If it's sounds a, pretty good being, like, being in a city by yourself. If it's I Am Legend Will Smith style, you think you'd be all right? Really? Oh, what shit. <laughs> I am the least handy man in the world, me. Nah. Yeah, yeah. I need, I would need, I would need to be at, well, at least two or three real men. Yeah. For me to have any kind of a chance. <laughs> yeah, dude, I am not handy at all. I can't do, yeah, I, I cannot work with my hands. At all, man. I don't know fuck all about cars or anything like no, that. No, I'm the same, mate. I haven't got a clue. Fix like, do you know what, do, do you know what my, do what my contribution to society would be in that scenario? I can pick up and lift heavy shit, That's and it. I'll just—I I would just take it from place to place. Yeah, <laughs> that would like all the real men would be doing all the work and everything, and I'd just be picking up all the rubbish and putting, yeah. taking it at the tip. Yeah. Like that'd be it for me. Yeah, it'd be like someone tell me what to do. I'll pick shit up, but don't don't make me come up with the plans. Yeah. Oh man, absolutely. Si- absolutely. Since you started doing these podcasts, did you notice? I remember when I first started doing the podcast, it is different. I know what you mean where when you're just talking, you have a topic in mind, you just flow with it, whatever. I can, I can belt off like 20 minutes by myself too. But um, yeah. did you notice when you sat down, when you first sat down with somebody, did you start prepping yourself or did you just sit down and be like, I'm going to let this flow and see what happens? Nah, the second, like I just... I don't, I don't want to have any kind of agenda with any of the episodes. Maybe, yeah. Even when I do my rants, I haven't got a clue what I'm going to talk about. I just oh, let no loose. shit. No shit. I just, I, just start the, I just start the microphone. It's just like, so like, what I've been doing quite a lot recently, I've been taking my microphone out on runs with it. Yeah. So, like, it started when I had, like, I had, I had bad calves in the morning. So I thought, right, I'm going to do this run if I feel good. So I went a different route to the starting point of me run, which took us a 20-minute walk, and I just recorded a podcast, like kind of what I was thinking about at that time before the run. Then I went on the run, and then I recorded another podcast right after it, because like I was just thinking things during the run. Yeah. Then I just get it all off my chest and just bang it out. 
And what kind of things would you talk about? Just anything, anything that comes to mind. Anything that comes to mind, like what I've been like, so stuff to do with myself, like the kind of things. Like I, right now, I feel really like I'm really disciplined, and I'm kind of like I found a good balance in my life. Mm. So like, and it'll just be like stuff to do with me process of that. So like, one of the things that I've been doing at the very start of me trying to do this, I was forcing myself to do three like physical things a day. So then, like, what, what I've realized is by forcing myself to do that, like, I've been able to just, like, get shit-faced on a night time and then go and train three or four times the next day still. Yeah. And, like, not even today, like, the sun was absolutely blazing this morning. I woke up at half five, I started drinking, and then I had about six beers, and, like, six beers, and then the sun just went. I was, I was sitting in my hammock. Just sitting, getting pissed. And, I just, and the sun went at about 3 o'clock. So I just went and fucking ran. I just did a 12k run. What the shit? Holy shit, and I, and, I, and I came back and I'm drinking with you. No shit, dude. So, in lockdown, how often would you say you're drinking? This is like a regular routine now? You don't want to go too far. I've been, right, I've been, get, I've been drunk every weekend, for sure. Yeah, yeah, weekends, yeah. Hell yeah. And... and yeah, over the last few weeks, a day in the week, maybe. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, that, but, that ain't bad. But in the first two or three weeks, fucking hell. It is what I it is. I was off my face, man. It was class. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I mean, the quarantine feels weird because this is what I noticed. When you're at home, there's nothing to signal that it's the weekend at all because you're just... Every day is the same. You can't leave your house. So if you're done work, you're like, if you're working from home, you're like, well, I guess I'm just done work, but I could keep working or I could, you're just at the same place. Like there is no separation. So I found my signal that I'm done work and it's the weekend. I fucking have a cocktail because that's it. This is it, right? This is like, well, and that's where now I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to drink every weekend before. Not like I got to drink, but you are like, what else? You can't do, you can't, what else are you going to do? And, and like, you can't leave. You can't, you're not going to your buddies. Like I would go with my buddies to watch a UFC at a sports bar, drive home and I'm not drinking, but that's what I did that night. What are you doing this weekend? I'm going to hang out with some friends. I'll do this, that, and the other. This, when the weekend comes now, it's like, what are you doing? Well, I, I guess I'm just going to fucking sit here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to uh, do, uh, you know, Netflix. You know, there's not a whole shitload to do. So you might have yeah. some cocktails to change it up a little bit. But I yeah. I also do, I know what you mean when you said, um, you know, discipline. Once you get the key, the key to getting some kind of progress is just consistency. And consistency yeah. is said discipline where you do something, whether you're enthusiastic about it or not at that time. Yeah. As long as you do that, you're fine. As long as yeah. you get over the fact that you're not going to enjoy every <clears throat> single day, but you're going to do it anyways. You might yeah, enjoy, definitely. you'll enjoy the majority, but you fucking, yeah. you get it done regardless how you feel. And that was why I did that run. Like, right. I knew I, I, knew I wasn't going to enjoy fucking six beers deep. Yeah. But I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to go and get it done anyway. And then the next time that I'm fucking pissed, I might not, I might not think, I might think twice about it. Dude. Uh, <laughs> or, or I might think twice about actually getting pissed in the first place. It's like, I want, to, I want to be able to do that stuff regardless of how I feel at the time. 
I, for extra punishment, I ran with my fucking mask on as well. You know, you know, it's first off. Let me just say, there's nothing worse like running when you're fucking drunk. I, that, I've, I've done it for all the wrong reasons when I was yeah. younger. If you're running when yeah. you're drunk, it's always a bad story. First off, yeah. um, but there's nothing worse, dude. It's, it's Man, you. I sobered up a lot during it though. What's did you? What sorry? I sobered up a lot during it though. Yeah, I bet. I was out running for an hour and twenty. I think like after the first half an hour, I was just like. Right, I'm pretty fucking. I'm actually pretty sober now. <laughs> yeah, that did it. Well, you're gonna be sweating it out for sure. Yeah, but Man, uh, it was fun though. Whenever people talk about like how do you get from A to B in terms of like setting a goal, and people like when you first start anything, I know you like you do jujitsu. This is something mm-hmm. that I would say is the same. When you first set out with something like that, and there's so many techniques to learn, and so much, it feels like you're you're trying to drink the ocean at once. It's like this is too yeah. too much when you first start. And you're like, how do I get from A to like, you know, any kind of competency? Once you wrap your head around the fact, if you do this, anything you want to do in terms of that, if you do anything every fucking day, regardless how you feel, and it doesn't matter, you just do it and you do it daily and you do it daily. Mm -hmm. There's no, you set a routine, if not daily, five days a week, whatever, but you get the point. No, no, daily, daily. I say daily too, dog. I say daily Daily, too. I say daily too. right? And I'll tell you exactly why it's daily, right? Because people assume that it has to be a certain amount of time or yeah. it's not worth the effort in the first place. Yeah. Mate, just go and do, like, literally wake up, set a stop, set a fucking timer for five minutes and try and see how many jump squats you can do in five minutes. And then that can be, that, that, that's as little as you need to commit mm-hmm. every single day. But if you keep doing that, five minutes will become 10 minutes. That'll become 15 minutes. And before you know it, you're doing an hour of something every day because you've actually built up to it. But too many people who are way out of shape, they assume that it has to be like a two-hour session or you're going to get nothing out of it. Right. Where it's the opposite. That's true. Every single day. Like, when I let myself off the hook, and so I say if I'm, say if I've got, if I'm planning a rest week, I'll do nothing in that rest week. Because I think that I need to do it like that because I'm fucking... I'm just, I'm just convincing myself to take that time off completely because I'm a lazy bastard. Mm. So now my rest weeks, I'm so, they're still going to consist of me doing three things every day. But it might be three walks. It might be three, diff- it might be three separate stretching sessions. But I'll do three things every single day for the rest of my life now. Mm. You know, I. it's like... Um... I 100% agree. And this is, this is what it is. If you get to the point where you're doing two hour sessions, whatever the shit it is, okay. Weightlifting, um, even if it's something mental that you're working on or, or reading or whatever. Okay. I promise you, if you do, even if you're used to two hours a day, if a day comes, you're like, I'm dead tired. I got no fucking time at all. If you even say like, uh, what would five, 10 minutes do? It's not going to do anything. It adds up. If in the course of years, you never let up. You never take your foot off the gas. Those small 15 minutes that you gave a day are going to add up. That consistency, yeah. it matters, man. For my... And, so go ahead. Sorry, and, and, and I just want to touch upon that. You're talking physically that they add up. Yeah. But mentally, they're going to be everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, if, if you just go, right, do you know what it is? I couldn't be fucking asked to with a thing there. But I got 10 minutes and I made sure it was a really fucking horrible 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that you can be proud of and that's something that you can keep using to your advantage. 
And that's why I want to do three things every single day because then I can also be proud when I go through weeks where I'm feeling just destroyed because of how hard I've been training. I can be proud that I had the discipline to still do me three things, but make sure it was three easy things. And too many people, again, that just want to be balls out every single fucking day of the week. It's unsustainable. And, and, if, and if they can't do that, then they failed. But it's like, it's not sustainable at all. Like right. most people could do with just doing one really hard thing in the week and then have a nice, easy six days and then repeat that again. But everybody wants like four, five, six, seven hard things done in the week. And they just don't have the fucking, the training history, nor do they have the mental strength for it. Mm-hmm. You now, know, you've got, to, you've got to build on that. You've got to work on that. Everyone can relate to the, when you haven't done shit and time is winding down and you're unmotivated and you're like, oh, I'm, let, let's just use working, working out. It's the easy one, but this could apply to anything. But if you're like, I do not want a deadlift today. Fuck me. I'm dragging my ass. I'm whatever it is. And you keep putting it off, keep putting it off. It's a big deadlift session. And then it's the end. It, we're talking like it's eight o'clock at night and you're like, look, if I start now, I'm done at 10 PM. Fuck this. I'm not, I'm just not going to do it. And you know, the feeling of when you, once you decide that, the regret, you beat yourself up a little and you're like, man, you, you feel like you feel down on it. And the thing is, what I've noticed is it, it's that all or nothing mentality that people who get anywhere don't have. It's not all or nothing. You don't beat yourself up. It doesn't, if you're not going to do that deadlift session, that's fine. You could do something just like you said. Even if I got in there, even if I deaded two plates, get some fucking weights moving, maybe do some, yeah. d- do some triceps, some shoulders, something super easy, 20 minutes, yeah. 20 minutes, which is nothing, get it mm-hmm. done. And then that's what consistency does. So you're consistently moving objects and it's that's not, it, the, wasn't the session you planned. That session will come tomorrow. It's coming. It's just, you didn't do nothing. Don't allow yourself totally off the hook and don't see it as like all or nothing I didn't do the dead day, so fuck it this weekend. Some people do that too. They set yeah. themselves up to quit, don't they? Yeah. Where it's like, do, it's all or nothing. Do you know what, mate? Before you said that, I was really having a hard time opening this can. And then you just said that whole speech. And it's like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> You're I'm gonna, right, mate. I'm going to get You're some right, work done. I need, to just, I need to just open this and just persevere, lads. Oh, <laughs> Oh. I wasn't going to drink today, but I was like, consistently, let's do this. It's the weekend. Consistency is key. Consistency is key. Every day that ends with why. That's right. Um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, I want, you know, it's funny when you said you were doing, like, so you start up the podcast and you're kind of like, initially just flowing with whatever comes off the top of the head. I, have you, have you listened at all to the Mike Tyson podcast, Hot Boxing? I haven't, you know. You know what? So. Let me tell you something. So this is this is like nothing I would have expected or anticipated from a guy like Mike Tyson. Where he just literally, he's so introspective and talks about his ego. And um, this dude, this I, I read Mike Tyson's autobiography. He's been through it all, man. From like, he thought he needed money, fame, women, and that he would have arrived. And he had it in his head what he thought he would feel like when he got it. Guess what? Didn't change a fucking thing. And his self-worth, even though he said, I'm the greatest, I'm this, I'm that, his self-worth was like, he said like, was terrible because he grew up. They called him Dirty Mike. He was like a homeless, 
sleeping in abandoned buildings. Bullies would come into the building and he would hide. The, the walls of the buildings were hollowed out. He would hide in walls so they wouldn't find him. So he felt like a coward. And like his self-worth was shit. So when he got rich, famous, the whole... Like when you grow up like that, it's impactful on your psyche, right? Yeah. So when he grew, when he grew up and he, he like, I want a car, I want the house, I want the girls. Then I'll have a ride. Then who's Dirty Mike? Then who's the coward? I'm going to be a monster. You'll be afraid when you say my name. Watch what happens. He got yeah. all that, and it doesn't fuck, nothing changed for him. It doesn't. Not like, a fucking thing, he said. It's weird, right? Spite is a big motivator. Right. Yeah. But it shouldn't be the thing that's driving you. Yeah, you're right. It shouldn't be, because then when you get there, like, you'll still have all that spite. Yeah. Like, you need to just, you need to just totally let go of it and just be like, eh, you know what? That was a fucking situation. I'm over it now. And then you can actually start enjoying that stuff, but... It doesn't surprise me. Like, whenever you have anybody with spite being their more, their main driving factor, it never ends well. Yeah, you're right. It never ends well. Because anger, and you're feeding into it, and you're building it. Yeah. And where do you think that anger and that spite goes once you get a car This is a, or a house? Do you think yeah. that car and the house makes the spite still there? You, He said he's like... Um, he talks about, it. and it's crazy to hear Mike Tyson talk in his fifties where he's so like introspective on his feelings and shit, but he said, he's like, I'll tell you right now, when I think about how happy I am in my life, I don't remember what car I was driving. What does that tell me? It didn't fucking matter what car I was driving at the time. Yeah. He's like, I'm now, um, there was a point when he met his, his, his wife, his family, we had started having family and his car was completely downsized. He had like a somewhat of a normal life. He's like. I don't remember what fucking car I had five years ago, but I was happier five years ago than I was 30 years ago when I was heavyweight champion of the world, but I was suicidal. He's like, I didn't yeah. even love myself. I go in the rings like, I don't give a shit what you do to me. I'm a monster. I don't even, I don't care yeah. about me. He's like, I don't respect me. He's like, I was, it was, it's crazy <laughs> to hear him say that shit. And yeah. um, man, his podcast is so good. So I know I you mean, oh like, dog, you would love it. He has people on and, and he goes in, he goes in deep. And he's, I didn't realize yeah. too, how into like history he is and how into like, you know, he does like all this research in terms of like psyche and the, the human ego mm -hmm. and, and why. But man, the guy's been around. You hear that he's actually thinking about coming back? Not oh, thinking about it. He said he is. See him fucking him for yeah, him. Yeah, man. In his 50s. Is he meant to be fighting that Sonny Bill Williams? Um, the rugby player? I, I That's think what I've seen. I think, I think Sonny wanted it, but I think Tyson said, thank you, but no thank you. I think he doesn't okay. want I think so. I think he says. I think so. Basically, he just said, "Yeah, I'll eat you alive." No, yeah, give well, me a challenge. He, he's probably. I mean, here's the thing. He he's there's there's got to be a win loot. There's like wins and losses, right? So if he mm. fights this guy, if he beats him, people are you're not going to get much kudos. However, this yeah. guy, young, strong, whatever. If shit hits the fan and this guy hits you, Jenny's, Jenny's going to try and get Holyfield to fight him. Well, here's the thing. Holyfield at the exact same time rose his hand and said. I would like to come back. He's 57, by the way. No. I shit you not, my friend. And I just got, I just reposted July 11th. They're saying they're going to make it go down in Saudi Arabia. I don't know. Oh, don't my know. God. Oh, my word. Isn't this crazy? What? It's, what? Dude, it's 2020. What the hell is going on right now? 2020 is the craziest year ever. We live in a simulation, man. I'm telling yeah, I know. you. Isn't this, it, I, man, look, I'm 40 years old, so I've seen, I've seen enough in my day. This is, 
this is a fucking simulation. Look, man, right? You know the fucking Cash Me Outside girl? Yes, sir. She's a rapper now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rich, oh, too. Called Big Baby? <laughs> she really called Big Baby? That's, I'm sure she's called Big Baby. That's fucking ridiculous, but probably. Like, <laughs> that shouldn't be able to happen, man. Do, do you know... Do you know what the simulation theory is, basically? Here it is. I don't. Here it is. Here it is. But it makes sense. But listen to this, okay? Oh, God. I know it's going to make sense. It's going to make too much sense, and it's going to freak you out. I don't know if I'm in the right state of mind for this to go on. <laughs> okay, so, essentially, if we can all agree there's, there's artificial intelligence, and artificial intelligence is, let's say, in 300 years from now, artificial intelligence... And virtual reality are going to be so good that the artificial intelligence itself can program and create further program. And virtual reality is going to be almost you can't tell what's real, what's not. We already have virtual reality now in 300 years. Can we agree on two things? That's all I need you to agree on. A, our virtual reality is going to be so fucking phenomenal. When I hook you up, you won't know you're in it. In 300 years, my friend. B... B probably sooner. Probably sooner. But let's just say let's, <laughs> let's, let's let's say three hundred just to put it out of out of out of yeah. any kind of debate. And then B, artificial re or, uh, artificial intelligence is going to be smart enough that it can code and it can program and it can it's it's self aware. It realizes because because yes. let me tell you right now they had two artificial intelligences speaking to each other and they were monitoring to see what would happen. The artificial intelligences... Didn't they make up their own language? They realized they were being monitored, so they made yeah. up their own language that humans wouldn't understand, and the humans are like, turn that shit off, right fucking... That is scary, isn't it? That happened today, sir. Not today, but like now, present yeah. present era. So, like, could you imagine, right? Could you imagine if that actually did happen and that was Skynet? Well, he, so so here it is. So this is... So we both agreed on virtual reality, we both agreed on yes. AI, and we all know this. So... It is literally, it's almost impossible to say. It's all like Elon Musk talked about on Joe Rogan. It's almost a given we're going to end up in a virtual reality run by AI. That's a given. Now, how do you know we're not 300 years in the future right now? You don't. <laughs> oh my God. You don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You freak. Oh my God. That's it. You don't. Oh, and this is fucking oh, nuts, right? That's uh, me not sleeping the night. My, oh, friend, my man, Trump is president. There's a pandemic. We got that's fucking cool. Holyfield and Tyson are fighting. This that was the kicker <laughs> for me. It's crazy, man. That's why. Uh, yeah. It's uh yeah. You could go down okay, that rabbit hole. I love. Do you watch Joe Rogan podcast or listen to it? I haven't for a little while. You know, it's been a good minute, like, but. Yeah, I've listened to a lot of it. And do you like, when you do your podcast, do you do your podcast in the style of just basically like a free-flowing conversation like that? Try to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it usually goes on, like, so the two that I've done so far, two, two, three, something like that, usually goes into coaching. Yeah. But it's kind of like just, not. It's, it's not about the actual specifics of coaching. It's more like, your style of coaching and like things that people get wrong, coaches, clients, things like that. But it's like mm. 
I don't like ever like I've not I haven't made a single note about how I'd, where I'd like a conversation to go. Yeah. We just go with it. The one thing that I did do that was planned. Me and it, on my first one, I had David Nolan of um, Sinas Performance on, and um, I've been doing these Instagram Q and As, and like it started off basically me like trying to get fitness fitness questions to answer, and it ends up being like, would you rather? eat a lump of shit or get formed of a tramp or something like that, right? It always ends up going like that. Degrades. And like, it's purely because of my personality, I think, because I just, I just, I just take the piss all the time. Yeah. So I never get any serious questions on those Instagrams. It is what it so is. So then, so then I asked my friend if he wanted to be, if he wanted to be on, on the podcast. So like he came on and he was like, when you should do it, we should do a would you rather section to it. So then, we came up with like five or six would you rather questions each, and we just went backwards and forwards. That's the one thing I've actually planned. Anything else, I just I just talk. Yeah, I mean, I don't that mind, especially great. if I have specific que- like or specific guests on, and there's some shit going on, or I'm like, if they come from a certain background, whatever, I'll for sure have some questions. Like, man, I gotta ask this guy or this girl this. Like, there's certain yeah. questions where you're like everyone wants to know this. Everyone wants <laughs> to know a couple couple specific things. That's normal, but yeah. I have. In terms of like doing the podcast, I think when I first started, just out of nervousness, I was very much question answer type where I'm like, I'm going to ask, right? And I had like 20 questions written down and I was like, this is the way it's going to go. And then as I moved on and I've gotten more and more comfortable with the conversation, it's easy enough to sit down and just have a conversation with people. But it's not, it's not as intuitive as people might think. Like it's not, um, I am so much better now. To be able to sit down, start talking to somebody, actively listen to their answers and snowball off that and just go in a direction. And it's not as easy as people think, man. Especially if you have someone from like the other side of the fucking world who's like, Mm -hmm. you could have, I could talk to a girl and I'm a guy and they're half my age and they're from fucking Belarus and we got to make it happen. (laughs) Which which is different. Yeah, I suppose. See, that's the thing, like, the people who I've had on so far, I'm friendly with, like, so it's just mates catching up. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the majority of my podcasts anyway. Like, it's what I've not really got much of an agenda where I want to get, like, people who I don't like, necessarily know on. I want to kind of just do, I want to use it. Because basically the thing with me, right, one of the things that led to me getting so depressed and everything, and I just had, like, proper low self-esteem. And one of the things would be is, like, I'd want to kind of reach out to somebody, but then I would always talk myself into thinking that, like, ah, they're probably too busy to, yeah, to, to talk to me, I'm not bother. Mm. So, like, what, so, like, it's not that I kind of, and I know for a fact that they would all, like, not drop everything, but they would, like, fucking make some time and speak to us and if I need them to. But, like, now that it's, like, I've got a podcast and everybody wants to go on podcasts, it makes it easier for me to kind of like reach out and say, oh, yeah, do you want to jump on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really strange. You know, no, I, I wouldn't even say it is strange, though. I feel the same way, man, especially with this lockdown now. If this, po- I've mm-hmm. said it before, like if this podcast wasn't around, I don't know what the hell I would do, man. I, you yeah. need, there's something about some, some social interaction with people, you know, and, and gravitate. That's I, it. I know what you mean where, like, yeah, sometimes I'll have guests on and it isn't quite, 
you know, you got different backgrounds, different sense of humors, whatever. It doesn't flow quite yeah. as well. But on the flip side, it's almost like a an opportunity to sharpen that sword and be like, let's see. Well, I'll get this person talking. I'll ask the questions. Yeah. I'll get this thing yeah, going. Like, it starts becoming I mean, a challenge. It's probably something that I'll end up doing at some point. I'll have somebody on who I don't really know that well, but like, I don't know. For now, for now, it's just like, I just like, I just like having people on who like, who I know I can have a good conversation with. Right. But I don't know. I might get to a point where I want to maybe like just, because one thing I do want to try and do is um just like, just people who like, who work hard and everything. I want to see, I want to kind of see if I can just kind of use my platform to help them get a little bit of recognition or something like that. So mm. like, it might just be some like fucking young junior lifter who I haven't got a clue who they are, but they've put some good numbers up. I might just fucking try have a conversation with them and see if I can kind of... Because what I'll say that is for me, I'm looking at this as also building on the skill of having a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, you know, like, one of those things, like, I might, I, might just wanted to, I might just wanted to start talking to some girl randomly in the street. So I need to kind of practice having a conversation with a complete stranger. <laughs> I don't... And I'm not practice, dog. I'm not pretty girl practice right now. No, but honestly. What are we talking about practice? <laughs> are we talking practice? What are we talking about practice? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is the practice game right now? No, uh, no, for sure. It is It is a skill, though. It is. You get better and better at it the more you do it. And the less you do it, the worse and worse you get at it. You know how many people stop reaching out, stop talking after a certain while, become recluses? And that shit goes. When you're in when you're when you're in high school, college, whatever the shit, and you're surrounded by people, you're forced. But when you get older, you start making choices, and you can make choices to be recluse if you want to. It's there for you, and it's hard to get back in it. It's easier to keep your foot in the door, keep talking, and make it flow easy. You know how good a skill social skills are. You know how many send me so how many people don't have social skills to get a conversation going and keep it going, actively listen and work with it. It's if you got it. That was me, like, six months ago, that was me. Really? So what, what, what's been the journey? So we've seen in the last little bit, you were bodybuilder, and then after that, you're like, you, you moved on from that and decided done with bodybuilding? No, 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 Like, I don't ever want to say I'm done with anything. Okay. Man, I don't know, I don't know where the fuck my head's at half the time. Fair. Fair. <laughs> like, but basically, the bodybuilding thing last year, that was an experiment. That was to see how far I could push it and kind of, keep hold of um like the things in my life that mattered to me right then because like when I was powerlifting, like I think we, we, we did a podcast about this actually didn't we in a previous episode. Yeah. yeah. And you were so right that, in the middle of it. Yeah. So like it was it was it was during the bodybuilding, wasn't it? Right. You were just about I to was compete. in the middle of prep, wasn't right. I? Right. Yeah. So like when I was powerlifting, I used to basically like go out on my way to not have like, any kind of emotional ties, like, after a point, because it was just, like, there were all distractions towards the goal of being world champion or the best in the world. That's something that we all started off as. Mm. So then I got there, and then I sat and fucking drank red wine on a balcony in Spain by myself. It was shit. So it was, like, the same kind of thing as, like, not to, not to the degree of Mike Tyson, but it was, like, the yeah. same kind of thing. Like, I did this thing and didn't make me happy, and I thought it was going to. Yeah. So then... That took, that, that took a competitive break in 2017 after the World Championships in Belarus. <laughs> what a shit show that was. <laughs> was it? You did well, though. Oh, 
No, not that man. I'm, just, I'm on about the fucking guy getting fired off the roof and that man. Uh, well, yeah, that happened. Right. Fuck so, yeah. me. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's different. That's different. That was unbelievable. I can't believe the guy that we're trying to go back there. But, Motherfucker. Anyway, yeah. um, that's a competitive break and everything. And then I st- that was when I started doing martial arts. And that was when I kind of like started to see a shift in my thought process and like my decision making. So then when I started feeling ready, I was going to come back and do something. I made the point to say that I was only going to do it if I could feel that I had actually like kind of not go back into that same mind frame where I was shutting off everybody and things like that. So like if it was a, if it was a choice between me training and eating fucking fish and rice cakes and all that sort of stuff, or go and have ice cream with me godson and me best mate in the park, I was picking that every time. Because hmm. I, I just, I don't ever want to be in a situation where an activity rules my life the way it did. So then the bodybuilding, the way they, the reason that came about, I, I wanted to show that you didn't have to go as extreme as what you can, as what most people think you have to. So like, for me, I could have worked harder but I still got in ridiculous shape. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I still don't understand why people think they've got to have this all or nothing attitude when I accomplished something like that without an all or nothing attitude. Yeah, you're, dude, it was, it was crazy how fucking symmetrical you're... Remember you were on the podcast saying, once, all, once you shredded up and you lost like, it looked like every ounce of body fat, you were like, holy smokes, am I symmetrical? Holy smokes! If, you had, I don't know if you had coaches or whatever, but you were like, "Wow, this is it, man!" I found you almost you found your calling there. Like it was, you did really well, really quickly. Yeah, like so I did well, but like I didn't even place at the British Championships, which was a bit of an eye opener. Wow, that is because I didn't. Okay, so I'm not a bodybuilding judge. Yeah. I don't know what they're looking me for. Me personally, me personally, yeah, I legitimately do think that I was third, but. <laughs> fuck, I didn't win, so I couldn't give a fuck. Yeah, it is what it is. You, you know got, what I mean? You, you got, dude, I don't care about that. You got in phenomenal shape, though. How, when you were in there, though, in the midst of it, and you were so low on carbs, you were walking. I remember looking at your Instagram, dude. You were walking, like, constantly every day. It was crazy how much steps you got in, and you still had to be a, a certain amount of discipline. Are you, when it was done, were you like, man, I'm, I'm, do you feel, is it daunting to think about going back to that? I'm really, really excited too, man. Holy I'm smokes. really excited too. Cause I know, I know that there's more I can get out of it. Hmm. Like, like honestly, from where I was, when I, from where, from where I was, like a year or two before that competition to where I was at the end of of that competition, it was just like I just had this whole new perspective on life, and I was so, I was so happy and proud of myself, and like I don't really ever get happy and proud of myself about stuff, but for me to do something like that, and like, it, it, and it was never, I was never focused on the end result of, of being like me winning something. It was just like, I was always learning more and more about myself, and like, it's it's just like, I don't know, I just I just feel like I was a lot more mature about the way I handled that competition than what I did like enemy powerlifting. Hmm. And when you got to the end, um, unlike the powerlifting when you got there, like breaking the total world record and stuff like that. What was, was here's the difference. So you at one point posted up the, the best 105 performance we'd seen in the IPF 
which is so, yeah. that's obviously, that's historic. Then in bodybuilding, you didn't place at nationals, you say, but you yeah. felt better about the outcome, which lets you know right there where it's not the actual outcome itself, but it was actually the journey and, and the process yeah. and the discipline. Because one of them was the best of all time, and the other one was you didn't get on the podium, but yet you felt better after accomplishing the bodybuilding. Yeah, because honestly, like, when I first left, when I left powerlifting, I really wasn't sure if I was ever going to do anything competitive again. <laughs> and it's just like, for the way that I handled that, that prep, that whole prep, like, I honestly, like, I worked as hard as I could, all, like, every single day that I could, I worked as hard as I could. But I also made sure that I didn't, like, cut out my friends. Like, I still made sure that I saw my friends. And, I, and as I say, like, I would walk for, I'd go for walks in the, in the park with my godson mm. and stuff like that. And it was just, like, I didn't, like, that's what I was proud of, the fact that I did that. And if I was going to, so if I wanted to actually win something like that, I kind of, so what I need to do, so this time I was probably, so I basically, I work off extremes pretty much. So I find it really easy to do every single thing that I can possibly do for a bit of time. But the longer I do that for, the more that I want to fucking let loose when I'm done and that can just last forever as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's that elastic band, right? Yeah. You're pulling, so, pulling, pulling. Yeah. Yeah. So then this time around, I did something. Re I did something like uh, that was pretty good. I, I was pretty happy with the package that I had on stage. Um, I think I looked good as well. Ah <laughs> shit! <laughs> I got you. Nice like, done. So I was really happy with what I accomplished there, but I probably did it with. A little, I was a little bit too slack. So. It's what I'm trying to say is I need to try and find that middle ground, and that's where I feel that I'm at right now. Hmm. It's like I'm I'm get I, I'm quite happily getting drunk. I'm not fucking beating myself up about it, and I'm still getting shit done. Like I woke up hungover this morning. I did a fucking um, testing session in my back garden because my mate dropped off a fucking um, strongman log, so I did some strongman training this morning hungover still. <laughs> And then chilled, drank some more, and then went for that run because the sun went. Right. Now I'm thinking again, I'll probably have a stretch when I'm watching telly or something like that. There's me three physical things done, and I'm, and I'm fucking hard. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> You're covering all bases. It's um, thrown back like Customato, who, who was like Mike Tyson's mentor. He always said, he's like, what's the difference between a professional and an amateur? And Mike would be like, well, an amateur doesn't get paid and a professional gets paid. And Customano said, no. A professional is somebody who does the job regardless how they feel. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter. You get the job done. I don't yeah. care. You show up. That's being a professional. I don't give yeah. a shit. You get paid tons of money. If you don't get the job done, you're not being professional right now. And yeah. if, you, if you're a fucking amateur not making a dime, you show up, you get the job done, you're being a professional. Thank you. And that's what yeah. he explained. And Mike took that. And it's kind of like what you said, where once you get over yourself and get in that mentality of getting shit done, regardless how you feel, man, you get so much more accomplished. Because it's yeah, consistency. Absolutely. It's consistency. Absolutely. What, it's unbelievable. What's, uh, so what's with your Instagram all of a sudden, with the, with the post, the Huns? What's, what's, <laughs> what's, uh, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about yes, it. Yes, I'm 
What 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 sparked it? And then um, yeah, just you, you tell me, you tell me what's going on. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you brought this up. I oh, love talking about it, man. It had to happen. Oh, right. So basically, I just don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> right? yeah. This is right. This is who I am. Right. I'm just fucking silly. Right. I'm just silly, and people fucking. I just honestly, right. I just think people think that if you're in the fitness industry, that you have to be a certain way and like be professional and all this sort of stuff. And like, I don't know, like I want, I just started thinking like, do you know what it is? Like, I'm just going to treat this lockdown. I'm going to just be the person that I want to be. And I'm just going to see what the fuck happens. So I've just started drinking more. I'm starting to drink more. Drinking more. I'm more, right? And then this, this one day, I was just fucking pissed. And I just, I was sat getting changed. I was in my bedroom. And I just thought, oh, yeah. Because I'd just been seeing loads of thirsty girls posting stupid pictures with the, all these stupid, all them quotes, like inspirational quotes. And it's a picture of the fucking arse cheeks. And I was just like, I'm fucking getting sick of this now. So I just thought, of, like, I just thought, oh, it'd be pretty funny if I just started posting pictures, like, just in that kind of uh, thing. So I just, I just sat against me settee, and I just pulled my t-shirt down over my crotch, and I just posted that picture, and then, I don't know, it just got a good response, and I just started pacing myself, laughing at the whole thing, and I just kept it going, and then... I started losing like hundreds of followers. Holy shit. And I was like, oh shit, this is actually pretty good, babe. This is funny as fuck. That that was your reply to that. Holy shit. Yes! Right, right. Think about it, right? So I'm getting I'm getting to a point now where I've always been I've always been fairly honest, right? Hmm. But it's always been on my own terms, like things that I want to talk about and things that I do you know what I mean? Like if anybody ever asked me anything, if I didn't want to talk about it, I'd just be like, ah, yeah, I'm not answering that. You know, it's like it was always on my terms where I was being honest and everything. And then, like, I just thought, ah, oh, fuck it, you know what it is? I'm just going to start being the person that I want to be. And I just find that sort of shit funny as fuck. And if you think about it, it's right. Everyone is using social media for their to their advantage and they're trying to do it because they're trying to make money at the end of the day, basically, on the... Mm. Like, let's be honest. That's fit- what it all comes down to, generally. Right. In fitness, yeah. Right? In fitness, definitely, right? So, if I started losing hundreds of followers, I don't see that as me losing a hundred... I don't see that as me losing hundreds of followers. I see that as a hundred, eh, hundreds of people who were never going to give me money in the first place just fucking not seeing what I put out anymore. Mm. I couldn't give a fuck about that. It's like... A- it- if the head is that far up the arse that they have to unfollow me because I started posting silly pictures, quite sexual pictures, might I add. Quite, sir. Quite <laughs> sexual. Like, I think, personally, I think they're fucking delightful. <laughs> I don't want people with, like, that kind of taste. Like, I don't want, I don't want people with that kind of taste following me in the first place anyway. And they're not going to give us any money. They're not going to pay for me services. So I couldn't give a fuck if they're followers. The more the better. The more the merrier. Piss off. And once it started happening, once people started leaving, 
Because it's been going on for a minute now. It wasn't just a one-off or a double-off. It's oh, been, no. this is it. We're riding. About four weeks. About four weeks now. Four weeks deep. We are four weeks deep. It, 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 are you thinking you're just going to ride this until, until, until you're bored with it? Whatever? I'm going to get bored of it, mate. Yeah. The possibilities are endless, man. <laughs> the possibilities are endless, man. <laughs> It's you know one of the best for me was when you found that sign no waiting and you looked like you were just, you took a picture of you just waiting and the expression on your face was just waiting yeah. for you could tell you were waiting by the way you're looking off like you know the I was torn I was I forgot what caption I put with that but I was just gonna put it with hashtag rebel yeah yeah I think you did yeah yeah no it's um you know it's there's something to the freedom you feel once you don't, you stop trying to comply and giving a shit what other people think. Once you start, once you start being like, fine, you know what? If I joke around, you're like, I'm out. I'm not going to follow you anymore. Like it's, it's almost like, um, it's shitty. You're trying to be somebody or like constantly censoring yourself all the time. If it's that, if it was that easy, like, I know what you mean where you're like, if it's this easy, I say one joke or one whatever, and you're like, fuck this guy, let's jump on. I seen I seen on social media, I'll post some people, and it's like free reign to attack certain individuals. Certain individuals that I post. I'm not going to name them because I don't want it to be a thing. But there's a dude that I post, he got into it with a social media beef. He crossed the line. For sure, he crossed the line with some comments he said about another power lifter. So then everybody's like, all right. Because he, he went at this one guy's family with some comments, okay? Shitty thing to do. Shitty thing to do. Shitty thing to do. However, it's crazy how once that happened, everybody decided free reign. They, like, I mean, look, King Lifts has got like hundreds, yeah. like a couple hundred thousand people following. It became, let's fucking jump on this guy. Yeah. And it's been months. And him and that power lifter have like, the, the beef's over. And it's kind of stemmied. Mm. And um, the amount of, like, people, it's hypocritical when you're like, ah, oh, he crossed the line. But then people will be like, this dude should kill himself. Fucking, he's a scumbag. Oh, oh seriously. God. Social media's crazy. They're like, do yourself a favor. I, I hope this guy gets COVID. Fucking uh, do yourself a favor. And get out. Here's the thing. People don't have the, look it. There's, like, Bill Cosby's and Weinstein's of the world that are fucking scumbags. And if that guy, if, if a serial rapist off himself, all right. But you can't reserve the same amount of outrage for this guy as you do for a dude who said a fucking comment. He said a social media comment. There has to be a road to redemption. There, even, if you, even if we both agree, my man, you, he took a shot at you. You took a shot back. Your shot back was too far. You shouldn't have said this. But you can't be like you're dead to me now forever. And as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, put a fucking gun in your mouth. Like, no, man. That's crazy to even say that to somebody. And uh, you see that in social media, man. We're like, it's been months. And if I post this dude, they're going in. You know, it's... it's Seriously. Man, social media is... Yeah, they, they pile on. And it's become acceptable. So if, if they said that to me or you, people are like, holy shit, you can't. That's too far. If you say that to this in particular individual, it's okay because it's him. And he deserves it now. It's right. weird. Well, it's weird, man. Right. Anyone who's anyone who's listening to this podcast right now on the King of the Lifts podcast, not my podcast, the King of the Lifts podcast, 
If you've done that, if you've been one of these people who's told this poor lad to fucking kill himself because somebody's had a day, shame on you. Yes. My mother would be fucking disgraced with you. And in all seriousness, get a fucking grip of your life, man. That's ridiculous. You can't be doing shit like that, like. It's, it's, here's what it is, man. You gotta ask yourself, have you ever said something you wish you didn't? And then if everybody, if everybody's like, fuck it, Screamer's dead to me now. Let's all just fucking pile on Screamer when you see him. There's no path to redemption for Screamer. He said something bad. Did you hear what he said? And then they repeat what you said and you're like, fuck me. I'm never going to get away from this comment I made. I have never met someone in my life who hasn't said something fucked up at some point. And if you hold, if you don't let somebody off the hook, it it means, it shows you. Oh, I'm just... I'd probably get fucked anyway, I mean, like, yeah. fucking hell. It is like... I, do you know what it is, right? Somebody's actually said this to me before with um, something like, it's like, because I got to a certain level in powerlifting that I'm supposed to be a role model to younger lifters and that I shouldn't have been doing something that I did on social media. <laughs> and my response was, fucking pick better role models. In. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to fucking keep being me. Do you know what I mean? Like, people should, like... The second you get any kind of status, and it's one of those things, like, I'm happy that powerlifting isn't as fucking, like, isn't that popular, because if it was something like football, and I got to that same kind of level, you've then got to be, you then got to be this person who has to live the perfect fucking life, and, like, they've got to watch every single step that they make on social media, and they've got to watch, they've got to have somebody checking the words, checking the fucking tweets, and all that sort of stuff. Like, what we have to accept is that fucking people are people. Mm-hmm. And like you should like so I'd much rather be respected for me being the person that I am regardless of what people are gonna say than I would for doing the right thing all the time. Because there's been fucking footballers who like have been speaking out and going, Oh yeah, stay at home like getting filmed saying stay at home for the press releases and all that sort of stuff. And Kyle Walker was one of them. He I'm sure he so Kyle Walker he plays right back for Man City, right? Mm-hmm. Or he might have moved on, I'm not sure. Fucking good player anyway. He made, a, he was part of a campaign right at the start of coronavirus telling people to stay at home to save lives, right? And then he was caught drunk driving at a party. He'd been at a party with fucking prostitutes Jesus. and he was caught drunk driving. Jesus, man. Wow. It's like, People are people. People are going to fuck up. Yeah. So, like, the second you get any kind of status and notoriety, you're under all this pressure to be the perfect citizen. And everybody assumes that you that you are because, like, you, because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Nobody is that way. Nobody is. Mm-hmm. Everybody's that way because they think people are watching. But the second they think people aren't watching, people are fucking scumbags. Yeah. But... <laughs> You know, it's funny because it's just like Puff Daddy back in like the Obama, I think when Obama was running for president. Puffy, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever the shit. You know, what the fuck's he called now? You know what, man? I'm sure he's just Diddy. Yeah, he's probably just Diddy. You're right. He's Diddy. I'm sure he's just Diddy. Sean Combs. Let's, call him, let's get formal. Let's call him Sean Combs. He he did a campaign called Vote or Die because he said. Wait there a sec. I, I, two seconds, actually. Tell me this in a second, right? Okay. Do you not think Sean Combs would have just worked as a fuck as his name anyway? <laughs> it is a pretty dope name. It's a pretty cool name, isn't it? I remember when he first hit the scene, he was showing up on songs in, as a producer, and his producer credit credit was Sean Puffy Combs. 
And I like Sean Puffy Combs. I'm like, oh shit, yes. Sean Puffy Combs. When it's that yeah, middle, like when it's that, when it's that middle name, Sean Puffy Combs. I also like um, Screamer Manuel, Six Pack Labadat. When it becomes first name, last name, first name, last name, yeah. then it becomes. Yeah. It sounds almost like a nickname that's proper, like Six Pack Labadat. When they both flow, Screamer Manuel. When they both flow together like that, it's like fuck, yeah. man. That sounds almost like it's supposed to be like that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Sean Puffy Combs. Sean Puffy Combs is fucking sweet. It's supposed to be like that. It literally sounds like that. Yeah, that's that's a name right there. That's good. I'll flow. Yeah. I'll remember that. I agree, man. And then P, P Diddy. And then just Diddy. And then, man, come on. It's too much. Too much, isn't it? For me, he's still Puffy. But, um, but yeah, so <laughs> he, he, he did a campaign called Vote or Die. Cause he, and he went around to these high school. He went around to these kids saying, I say kids, like, you got to be 18 to vote, but it's a younger crowd. And blacks in America do not vote. They have a lower turnout rate for voting, apparently. He, he did a bunch of research on it. So it was a good cause because he said, statistically, we don't show up. So we're underrepresented, yada, yada. So it came from a good place. But the vote or die, because he's like, if you don't vote, it's, it's just the fucking same as dying. It's just like he went hard. He went hard is what I'm saying. It's not like dying, but take it easy. But I got you. Yeah. You got the freedom to vote good. So he went around and he's wearing the t-shirts. He ran a fucking marathon with a vote or die t-shirt on. And um, I mean, he was, he, was, he was hardcore into it. Election came and went. They pull up who voted and the guy didn't fucking vote. No. My brother, vote or die. And he fucking didn't vote. Did, now that's one dude who should kill himself. <laughs> oh, that's too far. But you gotta say, oh you gotta, God. you gotta fall on your sword after that, Playboy. You what would you do with something like that, dude? You have to fucking vote. You who was in his camp who wasn't like Puffy, Diddy, whatever the fuck. Hey, fuckhead, you gotta vote. You gotta fucking vote if your vote or die campaign. That's that's oh my God. That is unbelievable. That like it's too much. Um, but anyways, in terms, are you watching by chance? This Netflix uh, series out right now, The Last Dance with the Chicago Bulls. I've seen the first four. Okay. All right. It was that good. It was that good that I wanted. I, I didn't want to watch them two weeks apart, a week apart, sorry. So I'm just going to watch them all again now that it's finished. Oh, it's phenomenal. Uh, it's so good. It's first off, um, like it, it totally what we're talking about where Michael Jordan was like, Saying I don't want to be a role model, and what? And here's here's some specifics why. It's kind of like you were saying. He was on a bus. This wasn't a press conference. This wasn't an official statement. He was on a bus, and some people wanted him to back a Democrat who was a black male in a southern state, and he's going against a white male. And it would have been very big for the black community, but it wasn't his state, and he didn't know about. He's like, I don't know. Either guy, except for one dude's black, basically. He's like, I don't feel like if someone pressed me, if I was to come out and give him my support, if someone pressed me for why, if I can't answer, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Fair. That's fair. fair. So the, the community was like, you're a fucking Uncle Tom, you're a sellout, you're whatever. So he nah, said, not at all. And he said on the bus with his, with his buddies, these are his boys. Um, he was like, hey, man, what can I tell you? Uh, Republicans buy shoes too. Joking. Like, Republican voters also buy shoes. And he's selling shoes with Nike. He was fucking around. That was his... But he's like, this is what you say with your boys when you're just fucking around. I don't actually 
put money over morals. He's like, the reality is I actually didn't know what either guy was running on. I just knew one dude was black, one dude was white, and I faced a lot of pressure to back the black dude. But he's like, I said that fucking around. That got to the press, and it's been like 30 years, my friend, and people still bring it up. And he's like, and they were like, you're not a role model to black youth. And he's like, well, then, fuck, just like you were saying about having to be perfect. He's like, then I don't want to be a role model, man. I wasn't giving an yeah. official statement. That, I don't do it. So he is, though. He is, though, because the thing that people should be focusing on in that situation is the fact that his integrity meant more to him to right. say that he didn't know anything about the other per- He didn't know anything about any of those two people because yeah. it wasn't to do with his state. So he made a, a really logical decision to not back either of them. Right. Like, you, like it, it's like, you shouldn't just be, oh, look, he's the same colour as you. Like, back him. Right. Like, that's not, in that. there's no integrity whatsoever there. It, I, I can see, I can see, I can see both sides of the argument. I can see, like, you should be, like, sticking together. And obviously, like, I don't want to be insensitive to, to black people. I mean, bloody hell, like, I'm half Nigerian anyway. Mm. So I don't want to be insensitive and say, like, that you shouldn't sit together and everything, but you should also, like, not sit together just for that reason. It's, there, should, it, there should be something within... There should be... Like, in that situation there, he did 100% the right thing because he didn't have a clue about the policies. Mm-hmm. That's what he should be... That, and he should be looked upon as somebody with respect and with enough integrity to stick by his guns like that. But it's pe- people think way too binary. Like it's got to be a black and white answer, and nobody lives in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's 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 all, the answer is always in that gray area that is the middle. But that's too hard for people. It's got to be black or white, left or right, one or two. Right, that's it. It's got to be that. It in and, and he's so people's when he was saying that some people pushed back and were like. Well, in your shoes, you should educate yourself then and find out. And he was like, look it, in my shoes, I'm a fucking basketball player. You shouldn't look yeah. to me for pol- political advice. He's like, I don't, he's like, look it, if you want in my shoes a role model in terms of what hard work will bring you or uh, perseverance or overcoming, because yeah. I've, he's like, he says, he'll be like, look it, I got, I was um, kicked off my high school fucking basketball team. Um, there was, I think there's a stat where he said something like 300 times his coach said, give the ball to Mike in the last few seconds and Mike's going to win us the game. 300 times I was given the ball. 300 times I let my team down. But a thousand times I got it. I yeah. just, I show up. That's how I get shit done. And I shrug off the times I miss. But when I go home and I go in that locker room after the 300 fucking times, you don't think it hurts? He could talk to that because he's talking about being an athlete. And what he said yeah. is, I'm comfortable in that range. But you want to take me and say, you owe it to get involved. He's like, I'm not Muhammad Ali. And look, at I'm a huge Muhammad Ali guy. But he's like, people, I, he goes... People like the biggest sports icon is Ali with what he did and all the civil rights thing he did. Cool. But he's like, fuck, man, I just, I, that's, that's not my shit. And I don't want to get pulled into it if it's not. He goes, I could get manipulated because I don't do my research with it. I could easily get manipulated. And then, you know, 15 years later, they're like, you know, you kind of backed the wrong horse with that. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I don't fucking know politics. 
Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're pressured into something. It's so dumb, man. It makes no sense. Yeah. The last person, like the last person on earth who I'd want to go to for any kind of political fucking advice would be any celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> any celebrity. Right. I just, I couldn't give a fuck what, like, ah, oh, it's just ridiculous, man. Like, I don't get why people idolize celebrities so much. It's just like, we're good at something. And that's something. It just happens to be the thing that entertains with the most. That's it. <laughs> that's it. It. it is true. That's it. Like it doesn't like we don't need to be looking at them for political advice and political stances and like like we, we live in a world now where bloody select like our moral fucking compass derives from the from celebrities. Have you have you heard for instance, this is old, but when Gwyneth Paltrow was in the news talking about how she was she was being attacked in the media and she equated it to knowing what it feels like to be at war and to be attacked and to be dehumanized and whatever. And then an actual war veteran wrote an open letter to the newspaper and was like, while you're in your mansion drinking your fucking latte and reading about yourself on social media, he's like, I have people dying in my arms who counted on me to, to get them home and I couldn't and I come home with that and he's like you don't you don't fucking like whatever you think you're going through get over yourself oh get God. over yourself it's, it's you're, you're, fucking unbelievable yeah. isn't it get over yourself it's not that um you know what I love too you know what your your uh pictures remind me of is when you're doing those pictures like huns and whatnot and doing all the sexual pictures yeah. whatever like fucking, like Dennis Rodman on the Bulls when he said, fuck it, I'm going full. He he rebelled. He's like, fuck Yes, it. I'm so happy you said that. I've been calling myself Dennis Rodman ever since I've seen episode three. Dude. I am I am the Dennis Rodman of strength sports. <laughs> not just powerlifting. Not just powerlifting. Because Dude. I encompass all strength sports now. 100%. Dude, you you fully... Because he go, he'd be like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to drink. Did I show up for practice? Cool. Then I'm going drinking. As long as I still show up to practice and kill it, don't talk to me about my drinking and my party. Yeah. And then he was like, when he'd show up, I think he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated in a bride's gown. And they're like, why are you wearing... Hail, Sir Rodman. And, and, and they, were, they were like, why are you wearing a bride's gown? He's, that's going to get people ruffled and whatever. And he's like, because fuck it, that's why. Because fuck it, that's why. Because it'll get people ruffled. Because, yeah. and they were like, uh, have you lost sponsorships? Have you lost? He's like, it's so freeing. Because they're like, you weren't like this before. Are you doing this for attention? He's like, no, before I wanted to, but did not. Now I'm like, you know what, shit. You know how freeing it is just to do whatever the hell I want. And if it's, you don't like it, whatever. All right. Man, I am so much happy since I started doing this sort of shit. What is something? And it's like, and now I know, and now I actually know the people who like me for me. Not just the fact that I squat fucking 300 kilos plus, like, the people who like me for me. I couldn't give a fuck what anybody actually thinks. I don't know why I wasn't doing this before. It's hilarious. It makes me laugh. Like, it just makes me laugh. And I'm going to post it. And if it makes you laugh as well, mint. If it doesn't, unfucking look, you get a better sense of humor. Yeah. And, um, and here's, like... For myself too, man, if I'm scrolling, if I don't like, if I don't like laugh, let's say, but I don't fucking get offended. You have people no. 
You have people get offended. You've yes. had people reach out. T- tell me about some of these people who reached out DM. <laughs> right. So the main one, he went to the point. Like he called me. Like he called me a fat faggot or something like that. <laughs> and that I'm a disgrace. And that so one of my friends, AJ Morris. He's a natural bodybuilder. When I go back to natural bodybuilding, he's going to be the guy that coaches me. So this guy's pu- definitely being a fucking like follower for a while that actually paid attention because a few months back, I said that I was going to be working with AJ when a when, when time came for me to go back to bodybuilding. So he knew that bit of information, but like it's not something that I broadcast a lot. So he started saying like, oh, you're a fat faggot. I'm sure AJ Morris is proud of you. <laughs> what the so, shit? So that was the guy. Did you see the video of me where um, I made an apology and then it zoomed out and I had a bunch of bananas over me cock? And then I drank then I drank then I drank the pot of the red wine. That's amazing. Did you see that video? <laughs> I didn't see it, but I gotta get it and I gotta repost that. <laughs> Dog. Yes, please do. Right. That was the that was the response to that guy. Jesus. Oh man, I just don't understand. Like, these are the kind of people who like leave negative fucking who leave who give you the thumbs down on fucking YouTube and make a comment. Like, if you didn't like what you're watching, just fucking post just watch something else. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, we should leave we should live in a society. Where it's just fucking thumbs ups and positive comments all around, but some people are just so full of hate that they have to let you know how they feel. Like the audacity of that guy to think that how he felt would actually affect my day in any fucking way imaginable. That's what hurts the most from that. You know what? That's a good... fuck what he says. That's a good actually way of looking at it to say. The audacity that you feel, that you, the way you feel about what I did should make me change my actions because you felt yes. that way. Because your feelings trump how I feel or how anybody yes. else feels. That is audai- audacious. You're right. I didn't even look some about that. Guy, some guy in fucking Spain who, uh, who until he messaged me, I wouldn't even know existed on this fucking planet. He thinks that his opinion matters to me to the point where I should change my fucking actions. The fucking bell end. You can get fucked. <laughs> it's so you know what? It's it's crazy. Like I've had I've had times where if you post something, some people will say some things and you I've thought about it like, should I take that down? Should I reword that? Should I you're 100% right. Let me let me give you an example. One time I had a Amanda Lawrence, I posted a deadlift from Amanda Lawrence and um, she went into this, before she pulled, she like let out like a, like a, a, a fierce, like a fucking grunt where she's like, Ugh! and she grabbed it and, and pulled it. And I'm like, like, I don't got to tell you screamer how, when you approach the bar, right? Yeah. And like I, with, 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 with calm, poison, and grace. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. With calm, poison, grace. 
But I was like, fucking right. It gets you amped up to see athletes like right before when they're about to, that's like, I like that shit, right? So I put in the comments, I said, um, love the grunt um, before she pulls this. And then in the comments, everybody's like, I can't believe you would say something like that. She's she's fucking half your yeah. That's disgusting, dude. Ryan. And they were like, oh, dude, and you know, end this call. Where's the fucking <laughs> the end button? That's, That's a disgrace. And dog, I was like, you're a master's lifter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Dude, they, on. they were like, Fuck off, man. They were like, I Such swear to fucking fannies, man. I swear to God, people in the comments were like. You should be ashamed. She's so young, you know, and, you know, she's like half your rage and why would you? And I said, I was like, what the shit, man? That's not, you guys, look at, I know what my intention is. It's in mine. It's in mine that's in the gutter, not yours. Exactly. And I felt. And in your defense, she is thick. So I'll give you that. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I actually felt weird about it for a second. So I said some things in the comments, like, look at, I said exactly what you're saying where I'm like. I'm not, um, I know what my intentions are and mm -hmm. these were my intentions. If you took it in another route, that's on you. You, yeah. you're, you, you can't tell me what my intentions are. You can so tell me the is, way you took it. Right. So I'm going to tell you something here and it's the same kind of thing. It's a different scenario. So whenever I get accused of being on steroids, I always look at that as they're basically judging me by their standards. Mm. So the fact that you think that I've done what I've done and taken steroids to get there, that tells me that that's something that you've either done in the past and you haven't got anywhere close to me, or it's something that you would definitely consider doing. Because anybody who fucking gets it, they kind of think like, oh, there's actually a good chance that he hasn't. He's just like, he's, he's got a good work ethic and knows how to train. Mm -hmm. but, like, but at the same time, People who would do something, their natural inclination is to think that the fact that I did something, they would say that, yeah, steroids, definitely, because they would do it themselves. And same kind of thing, like, their natural inclination, I guarantee you, they would look at that video, and she's a nice-looking girl. Mm -hmm. They would see that. They would have some kind of inappropriate thought in their head, and see that from you, and they automatically assume that that's where it came from. Right. And that's, that's it's where... It's I, because they're dirty little perverts themselves. And this is Get like, off your fucking high horse. And this is, this is... I actually felt weird enough. I went into a group chat I'm on. And I'm like, fellas, what do you think about this? And the one, one of my boys was like, come on, man. There's no doubt that was an inappropriate comment. You can't admit. And I was like... And I was like... I was like, listen, man. I 100%... I know my intentions. If you, This is what people got to... Gotta, the audacity, actually. To say, you know what someone's intentions are. You're not a mind reader. So if the, you have to give me negative intentions for that argument to be valid. So if, so just realize you are putting in that section of the story yourself and saying that's what his intentions are. This, if I tell you, you can't tell me my intentions. You can tell me how you took it, but you can't tell me my intentions. You took it there, if, not me. You took it there. Hey, I think most people, if they think your intentions were sexual, that's because their intentions were sexual. 100. And some of them, like, some of them don't say it out loud. So when you say no. it out loud, so when you say something, they apply to it and be like, look at this. It's like, come on, man. Take it easy. Take it easy, man. And, and um, what made me feel good is 
uh, Amanda Lawrence shot me a message and she's like, man, I didn't even fucking think that for a second. Don't worry about these dudes. She's like, I yeah. knew what you meant. Don't worry about that. But it is, um, yeah, it's like how social media and how things can get twisted, right? Very easy. It kind yeah. of, you know, to a lesser extent what happened with yourself. Like, but. I try not to get my feelings fucking butthurt over something that I read in text because if I'm in a really bad mood, I can look at the same combination of fucking words in a really bad way. Yeah. But then I can get the same message from the same person. If I'm in a good mood, I'll laugh it off. Yeah. So it's like I don't really try. Like, what, what, how, however you read a text, you're gonna, your state of mind at that point in time is going to influence how you actually interpret that text. That's true. So it's like, I don't really think it's... Like, it's one of those things until, like, if everything was voice notes, everything was, like, in-person talking to talking, if everything was, like, video messages, it'd be easier to get somebody's... to get the context of whatever somebody says. But when it's a text, it's like, you can read that a number of different ways. So it just doesn't really make sense to kind of then have an emotional attachment to those words. I 100% have been in situations, just like you described, you get a message, text, um, read, whatever, whatever it is, and I feel an emotional response, I check myself, and I'm like, let me come back to this in a little bit and see if I feel the same way. Let me, mm -hmm. not right yeah. now, not, not, like let, not let me ask somebody right now because I'm heated. And I know if I get a message and I ask somebody, what do you think about this? I can fucking give it to you that I'm, I'm basically leading you and you're going to agree with me. I even know that. So even yeah. then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it and I'll revisit this later on and, and when I'm yeah. cooler heads prevail. Uh, and fuck, man, I know for a fact, like I've been in situations where I've, you feel that. You're like, oh man, am I... Am I overreading? Never be afraid to like double check up and be like, ask follow up questions before you you, yeah. you rally the troops and respond yeah. sometimes. Well, doesn't really happen these days, does it? Right. I'd like to take this little gap to just like just just to just to bring up the fact that I feel like I'm at the perfect point in the night. Am I a tip and balance here? Right. The next. However long we go for, it's either going to be absolute gold or it's going to be absolute drivel. I don't know how it's going to go. I like to think that I'm at a good level of drunkness where I think I'm going to talk really well and really come out with like profound, insightful things. But also as well, that might just be the fact that I'm a fucking narcissist. Dude. And that I'm just way too drunk. I don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> Dude, everybody, I know you mean, man. When I have drinks, sometimes when I have drinks, I get pretty fucking self-righteous. Where I think I'm going to cure the world's problems. If you're having yeah. a problem, you know you know when you get drunk sometimes, your boy's having a problem. You're like, sit down, talk to me. And you assume you're just going to, I'm going to crush this problem for you right yeah. now. Yeah. I. I am Tony Robbins now. <laughs> right. I get like that sometimes too. Whenever I have yeah. cocktails. I'm not surprised one bit. Fucking hell. You can like start reaching out, DM, DMing people and being like, let's, yeah. you, know, you know what? I noticed something on your social media. Let me help you out. It's like, what are you yeah. fucking doing, man? Oh, you having trouble? You having trouble with your man? <laughs> Talk to me, baby. Talk to me, Spinny. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a whole that's a whole other white knight uh, scenario exactly you unhappy you look sad I don't want to see your pretty face sad. oh oh I, I prefer seeing your face when it's all smiley oh Jesus talk to me sweetie daddy's listening <laughs> <laughs> oh god no, that's one thing, especially, um, it's, if I'm doing posting and it's King of Lists, if I'm having cocktails, I'm like, no jokes. I'm not joking at all. Because you know me and you joke right now, if it's text, my friend, it could fucking come off, like we just said, could come off totally sideways and it gets lost. In tr and what you find funny 10 drinks deep on a Saturday night might be totally sideways. So I'm like, no, nah, I don't post when I'm drinking. Yeah. You know, I know I'm not going to do anything crazy, <laughs> but what you think is funny sometimes, and it's text, so it doesn't come through. They can't see your face. They can't see you're making a funny face. You you, you wrote it down. You're like, no, but I was making a funny face when I wrote it. I didn't actually mean that. But it's like, yeah, there was yeah. no funny face there, my friend. <laughs> right? So. I've got a fucking weird sense of humor as well, so a lot of the time people don't know that I'm joking. Yeah. Unless I make it blatantly obvious, a lot of people don't know that I'm joking. What? What do you find, like, are, when this is all over, what is your future goals then? Are you going to do powerlifting, bodybuilding, all the above, jujitsu? What do you think? I'm going to do all of it. You know what? Fuck it, because I like, I'm doing jujitsu, I'm doing powerlifting, and I'm not doing the all or nothing. You know, actually, you, I seen you respond, and I was like, fucking right, Screamer. You, someone said, you're doing jujitsu, and someone's like, isn't that going to be shitty on like like for instance if you're going to do powerlifting or won't that be what if you get injured or whatever like is that good for that kind of training and you're like honestly yes. i don't give a shit because i like it so i'm going to do it and i'm going to put <laughs> it in my life that's my who response who gives a fuck man who right. gives a fuck right if you want <laughs> like, if you, if you want to do it do it like if i don't accomplish another thing in sport i've still done a fucking shitload yeah this is true so I didn't enjoy the last few years of my competitive life in powerlifting. So I'm not going to fucking do anything that I don't enjoy anymore. I'm not going to do something just because I'm just for the sake of it because I'm good at it. I'll do something that I'm shit at if I enjoy it. Isn't like, it? It, doesn't make, it doesn't matter. Like, the one thing that I've taken from this whole situation is that none of it matters. None of it matters. It's, uh, you know, it's funny. It's true, though. Like, you, this is, this is, a, this is totally a meme, but whatever. Um, when you're younger, you think, like, people are talking about you. And people are, even if they comment, two minutes later, they're in their day. They put their phone down, they're in their day. They don't give a fuck about us. They don't, you, we tell ourselves, oh, when this happened, everyone's doing this, saying this about me, that about me, whatever. They actually... When you get older, you realize, no, but nobody gives a fuck about it. That sounds rough. But like, your parents, your brother, sister, your, your significant others, they care about you. But I mean, the outside your inner circle, no one super gives a shit about you. Don't Ooh. worry. Don't overthink it. Don't over if you're thinking, I can't retire unless I hit this. Because what if people, people look back at, people aren't going to look back at. People no. are, no, people are going to forget about you. People are going to forget about it. Do it Not if you want to do it. Right. Do it if you want to do it. Don't do it because you think other the yeah. public pressure of doing it. No one actually gives honestly, a shit. And the things that I hang on to from my powerlifting career, it's like 
I know the significant fucking numbers that are pulled in certain places. But, mate, it's the fucking friendships. That's what's to be the best part of this. And it's like, now that I'm doing my own podcast, it's like, I can just fucking, like, it's one of those things, I want to have Tony Cliff on, so I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to give Tony a message in a fucking few days, and I'm going to say, right, what time, what, what time do you start drinking on whatever day it is? Whenever you're drinking next, let us know, and I'll fucking, and I'll give you a video call, I'll record it, and we'll have a catch-up over some beers. It's like, I've made so many friendships. Dude. And I can... And I, and, I, and I can catch up with them all with this now. It's like, I couldn't give... Like, uh, I know that I did 331... 31 kilos squat in Barcelona. I know that I pulled 861 kilos in Barcelona. I know that the week after, I did 869.5 in somewhere in fucking Britain. And other than that, Honestly, couldn't tell you, like, fucking where I pulled whatever numbers, but I could tell you where I met fucking Alice McLean. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking love that guy. He's going to be on the podcast as well. He doesn't know it yet, but he's going to be on it. <laughs> it didn't come on, too. Um, Tony Cliff. Of course he will. Tony, he's the man. Tony Cliff is such a fucking savage. He's such a huge dude. And after... After the banquet, I seen him at the bar. This guy is fucking monstrous. And he was mm-hmm. drunk, and it was like, holy shit, Tony. He looks like Martin Clunes. You don't know who that is, but he no. looks like Martin Clunes. Does he? <laughs> fucking big-eared wanker. Big dude, but he's got an amazing sense of humor. Big ears. Amazing sense of humor. He was Big tro- ears as well, though. He what, sorry? He's got big ears. Big ears? He's got a fucking head like an FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're so polite. You don't even know what that joke means and I, you still laugh. Bless you. It's, I'm Canadian. It's in my oh, blood. Oh, can- you hey, little sweetheart. Do you guys have a long weekend this weekend? You do, right? Well, what a fucking long weekend every weekend. Mate, at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's the end of the fucking world, man. Everyone's had a long weekend. It's the end of the world. It's the end of the world, man. You might be right. Dude, there's fucking murder <laughs> hornets out there. For God's sake. Eee, fuck me, man. People are like, I swear to God, by June, Elvis is coming back. Wake me up when <laughs> Elvis comes back. This isn't where this shit ends. Um, it's real, isn't it? Who are the people that, if you had, who are like your biggest fish you want to get on your podcast? If you could have anybody, but you think it's going to be tough. Or do you give a shit like that? Nah, I couldn't give a fuck. Because it's more friendships. And if, they're, and if you were hunting to get them on there, they couldn't be close to you. They would. They yeah. would say yes, anyways. Yeah, like, ah, fuck it. I really don't care. Really don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm just enjoying catching up with friends right now. Like, that's gonna mean more to me than any one guest that I could get. Like, yeah. Like, if I it, so, if you were to kind of reword it, and it would be like, who's the highest profile person? Like. A bit less of Mike T, Alberto Nunez, Eric Helms, those kinds of guys. Yeah. But I honestly reckon, I, I honestly reckon that they've come on because like I, I've talked to all of them pretty friendly before. Like obviously Mike used to coach me. Um, me and Eric, we've been on a few conferences away together and like had a good chat there. And Alberto, he was really supportive of me during the bodybuilding thing. Mm. Mike Isretel, like 
he that'd be a one that'd probably be pretty hard for me to try and get. But I've met him and he's fucking he's a sound lad, so I might get him on. But it's one of those things that I really don't care. Like I want it to be I don't want it to be I don't want it to feel like work. That's right. I know that it's gonna help me to get work, but I don't want it to feel like work. I want it to be me catching up with friends and having a few beers. Like tomorrow, I'm giving me mate a call. My friend Ben, who helped me get ready for the bed- for the bodybuilding competition, I'm going to give him a call. We're going to have a few beers, and we're going to basically talk about both our experiences of prepping me. So, like stuff like that. It's just like Ben hasn't got like, Ben doesn't work in the fitness industry. Ben's a chef. No shit. Like Ben's a chef. He's just a really good friend of mine. And we both and we both met when we were both powerlifting in the British in the Great Britain Junior team. We both met then. We've stayed in touch off and on. And then he helped me prep for the bodybuilding competition. We got really close. And now, like, he's somebody who I don't want to lose contact with again. So we message back and forth all the time now. So it was like we hadn't spoken for years. But like it's one of those things. One, he was one of these friends where nothing I wouldn't hear from him for like two or three years, and then we pop up again. We have a few messages here and there, but it would feel like not. It would feel like no time had fucking gone. I know. I know exactly what you. I I got friends that I've been friends with since we were kids, man. Like we were like yeah. children, and five years could go by. It doesn't fucking matter. And if he, if some of these people reach out to me, they, I know if I'm in a gym, there's a dude, I reach out to him. He does, he straight up always like works the shit out and will work it out with me and help me out. And it's like, dude, I haven't talked to you in three years. I need some help. I don't even got time to be like, how are you doing? Because it's going to be fake. I got to get to this real quick. There's a problem. Yeah. I'm in a jam. And he's like, don't fucking matter. Let's get it. Let's get it done. Yeah. We've known each other our whole yeah, lives. We know each other our whole I lives. I love shit I got. I you, love shit I got. I, you, you hate to lose a friend like that. That's that's like, yeah. those people are angels. In your and life, like, say. to go back to what we were talking about before as well, obviously one of the things that I said that I wanted to make sure that I did was to not, not put my life on hold for the bodybuilding competition mm-hmm. and to do the things that I wanted to do because we got close during him prepping me for this bodybuilding competition. I went away on his stag three weeks before the bodybuilding competition. Oh, wow. I went away. I, I went away in Magaluf in Spain and we just fucking had the best four weeks, uh, four days together because like I said, like, like the old me, I wouldn't have fucking touched a drop of alcohol I wouldn't have ate, I wouldn't have eaten a thing wrong because I had a competition coming up. I wouldn't have left the house unless I had to, unless I was go to the gym or go to work, and that'd be it. But this time I was like, nah, fuck it. Like I've gotten so close to this lad. He's helped me. He's helped me out. Like for no money, he didn't charge me anything. We were just fucking using it to catch up. He was helping me out because he's done a few bodybuilding competitions himself, and he just said like, can you come? Hey, he had a cancellation. Somebody couldn't make it on his stag. And he just said, like, look, like, you don't need to pay me a penny for this, but come away on my stag. So I went, I've got to go away and celebrate him getting married. It was just like... Dog. And I went over. I hardly drank anything. I ate what I had to eat. I, I went, so when I got up in the morning, 
I went out walking by myself while they were nursing hangovers. I went out, I fucking party with them on the night time, I stayed sober. I had a few shots here and there. Yeah. I got up, I went for a run, I went walking, I ate what I needed to eat. Every day of that holiday, I had the balance that I'm trying to get in my everyday life. And it's just like, that was the thing that was, I was so hyped up with that bodybuilding competition. Because like, he's the kind of person, he's, he's like a friend for life. And it's like, that was the reason that we actually reconnected. And then we both now we're at a point in our lives where we realize that that's the stuff that matters. That now we both make a point and make sure that we're, that we're in each other's lives. And it's fucking class. It's, it's back, it goes back to that not having that all or nothing attitude where it's like, mm-hmm. why would I go to Barcelona if I can't get drunk? Well, because you can still have fun if you're not drunk. Or you can still have fun if you got to, it, it's, it's worth it. You could, you're you going to be around your friends. That's why. Are you only around yeah. your friends if you're allowed to drink? If I tell you you can't party, but you could be around your friends, if that's the all or nothing attitude, those aren't your friends, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's your boy. Yeah. He wants you there. Your yeah. boy wants you there whether you're sober or drunk. Just fucking be there, man. You and know what I mean? Now that I've learned this, I'm even more excited to come back to powerlifting because, like, I'm just going to be the fucking person that I am. I'm not going to be the guy who's, like, like, I'm not going to turn up to a competition anymore and be like fucking going to the supermarket and to get the best food and make weight and all that. Look, I'll just fucking enter I'll, I'll enter the weight class that I'm going to be closest to and I'll fucking party before it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mate, I swear to God, right? I've got a better chance of winning a world title like that because you, you like your MMA, don't you? What's that, sorry? You like your MMA. Your oh, fuck yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Basically, I like to think of myself as John Jones. Oh, he sh- needs that chaos. Yeah. He needs that chaos, and he can still come in and take your fucking head off. Yeah. I can get shit-faced, and I can still come in the day next the, the next day and squat 300. I've done it before. <laughs> but before, I used to think of that as a bad thing. It was a bad thing that I was... So fucking drunk the night before that I had to squat 300 kilos fucking like that. But now I just kind of think maybe it's just part of me. Maybe every now and again I've got to do that. But I also know that I can go in and get the fucking shit done. Yeah. And the more that I actually let it happen, the less it will happen in the long run. Because I won't be bottling it up for months and months and months. And then having a blowout of months and months and months. Yeah, you know. I'll what I mean? get, I'll get the shit done that I need to get done. And then if I want to get fucking shit face on a Friday night, I'll just train lighter the next day. <laughs> That's amazing. You really are the Dennis Rodman of, of, of yes. sports. This is what I'm saying. You be Dennis Rodman, not John Jones. John Jones. Got arrested firing his weapon drunk in a car. Yeah, I know. Like, but John Jones, like, it's one of those things. John Jones is actually a really good example of, like, of, like, how my head is, I think. Because I used to beat myself up about the fact that I needed to get shit-faced. But now, but, but but when I would do that, I wouldn't get anything done for days and days and days, weeks and weeks and weeks. Now that I'm doing it, and I'm just letting it happen. Like, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll foam roll, I'll go and skip on the drive for half an hour, 
I'll go for a walk, I'll lift some weights, and I might even, I'm drinking fucking tomorrow as well, so I'm talking to my friend. Like, I'm getting shit done still, and as long as I feel like that's happening, I don't think it's a problem. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in a, but when I'm in a situation where, like, I'm drinking, and I'm like thinking, right, do you know what it is? This is going too far, this, like, I'm starting to beat myself up over it. That's when I'll stop getting things done because I'll just start like trying to be clean and trying to like. It's a guilt thing. You're guilting yourself. Yeah. It's not positive. It's, it's not a positive. It's, it's this not... is a reward for me being fabulous. <laughs> that's, you know a, what I mean? that's a Dennis Rodman comment right there. <laughs> Here's, you know, your story. Let me tell this story because you had your story about your one friend, how you did that for his wedding or his stag. Um, yeah. I told the story before, but the same dude I was talking about, who's a childhood friend of mine that I, I know if I call him up, he's got my back regardless. And we know each other since we were kids. So this dude had a wedding and I was in his wedding party. All right. And I got the day of so fucking sick that, um, <laughs> my man, this shit was the barf though. It was, it was coming out of my body damn near every orifice, not to get too not to get too descriptive, my friend, but you know when you're in the washroom and this shit's coming out of every orifice, my man, okay? That's how sick I was. Now listen, yeah. I'm with my girl and she's like, are you gonna go to this wedding? And I'm like, fuck, this is terrible. How many people at this wedding? She's like, fuck, there's, I, I talked to, his name's Angus, talked to Angus, give me like 200 people there. And um, I had gone there earlier to check it out with Angus, like the venue. There was one washroom with 200 people, and this is the state I'm in, my friend. And I'm like, this is the state I'm in, dog. There's a lineup. You know there's gonna be a lineup. When this when this has gotta come out of your body, and there's a lineup of 10 people, that's a nightmare. That is a, you're going to go viral in a fucking video. You, you're like, you're like, it's it's bad. So I was like, Jesus, I don't know, I don't know. And she's like, look it, how close of a friend are you with this guy? I'm like, pretty fucking close. She goes, um, we can do this, but it's not going to be pretty. And this was a nurse. I was dating a nurse at the time. And I'm like, what is it? She goes, because <laughs> I couldn't keep anything down. I, I, take, I drink something, barf it out. Take a pill, barf it out. She goes, now bear with me, Ryan. Enema. It's going to be a suppository. Oh. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yes. <laughs> this is the story I want to hear. Wait there. Let me, let me just crack this beer. <laughs> Right. Oh shit. You, what do you mean? She goes, you know exactly what I mean, right? I gotta put it up your butt. And I was like, oh fuck my life. I was like, is there anything? I don't know. Let me think about it. And then she's like, well, how long have you known this guy? High school? And I was like, fuck, I think I met him grade three. And she's like, it's going up your ass. That was that was it. That was the kicker. Grade three, you put it up your ass and you be a big boy. And my man, I fucking went to the wedding. All right, I got the job done. I showed up and I told him, I go, Angus, listen, my friend, don't ever question our friendship. You don't know what (laughs) you don't know what I did to get here. You don't know what I did to get here, my brother. Me and my girl are tight as fuck now. Me, me and my girl. Look at me. It was been an experience. What's that? Girl. What's that? Sorry. Same girl. Are you with? Are you with that same girl? No, 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 no. 
no, this is years ago. No, oh, she gone. Right. She gone now. She gone now. Oh, but okay. still, dog, I made it to the weddings. The big thing. So you got what you needed out of her. <laughs> she got me to the wedding. That was her purpose in life. That or our relationship, anyways. Well, I was referring more to the thing up your bum, but whatever. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> we had some we had some experiences together. But uh, but yeah, fuck. It's hey, uh, to be fair, that's a fucking trooper right there. That's a good woman, that <laughs> That's a good woman, that like <laughs> That's a good I don't know who she's with now, but she he's got a good one. He's got a bad one. She step up. Man. Look at we both step up to the plate that day and did what we had to do. Lucky man, wherever he is. He's a lucky man. He will stick something up your fucking pooper if you absolutely have to. If you got that's it. a keeper. That's a keeper. That's love is love, man. Love is love. Love man. is love. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we all got friends like that. So I know what you mean in terms of having people on the podcast. When I first started, I remember me, me and Randy did the. Actually, when you were first on in 2017, Randy was a co-host. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember me and Randy had like who who's like you know, some of the people you want to have on and he had like these people and I was like, oh, it'd be so crazy if I had this person on, that person on. And then as you go and you have more, you have some of the bigger names on and whatnot, you start realizing sometimes once you're done, you're like, all right, it was good. And I appreciate that. But sometimes it isn't like you said, sitting down and just fucking, I've had somewhere we have, I have a rapport with the person. You just bang one out and you're like, that was it's like good for the soul almost, man. You're like, that was, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, class, man. It's class. Like every time I try and do a podcast, I try and make sure it's something like this where it's deep. Like the worst thing in the world be for me to like actually talk to somebody with an agenda and like, yeah. just, oh, just let the fucking conversation go where it goes. And like you learn more about the person that way. Well, that's it. And that's what, and that, that, that's what people are listening to this for. They don't want to hear what fucking training routine they're doing. They can go on bodybuilding.com and get one of them black fucking programs that are, that like that the favorite bodybuilders are doing. Like, they they're not doing that program. They're never doing that program. But they can fucking download that program and believe that they're doing their program. But the people want to actually fucking like hear what makes the person tick. Like whether they've got whether, whether they've got similarities with the person like in their everyday lives like. You don't get that from talking training. You get that from talking life. Dog, I 100% agree with you. I, look, I will have, I can do training talk with people. I can do it and I've done it and I'm going to do it again. I can do preview shows or it's full on powerlifting. Done it and I'll do it again and recap shows. But sometimes I like having somebody on and it'll be someone you see on social media all the time and you see them hit heavy weights. You know their fucking program. You see them hit the weights, whatever. A coach, whoever. Have them on the show now let me give you a sense of who they actually are as a personality. Yes. Let's, let's, and then I love if I like sit down and I, if it's any sport, any athlete, gotcha. I already know probably a good chunk of the training. We could talk about their story, but if I get to know them where I'm like, I fucking love Screamer now, or I love whatever, Jordan or whatever the shit, their opinions, their, how they carry themselves. Let me get a sense of this dude or this yeah. girl. You know what I mean? That's what I love myself too. Whereas I 100% agree. You could, if this is training talk, cool, but you know how much information you could get off the internet. You don't need to do 90 minutes with somebody to be like, how often do you pause squat? 
We could oh, fucker. Who gives a fuck? We could run that, but I mean, you could they literally read... Who gives a fuck, man? You it's could, ridiculous. You could read an article in two minutes and not waste two mm -hmm. hours. You don't need two hours to know that. You could literally read yeah. a two-minute article on that shit. Or get yourself a coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I've had... Uh, I just can't be fucking bothered with any of that stuff. Like, honestly, like, I'd much rather talk about, like, the things that make make life enjoyable for people who are elite. Because you're going to get a hell of a lot more out of that than what you're going to get out of what their program is. Mm. Like, you can take... If you can, like... So let's say if I, like, had somebody who was, like, uber popular on, and I could talk to them for an hour about what they do for their training. Or I could talk to them for about an hour what they do in their everyday routine. And maybe there's something within that that sets them apart from everybody else. That's the kind of thing that people are going to benefit from hearing. They're not going to benefit from hearing like, oh, well, I thought I had five times five percent times. I thought I had five times five times 75% of my one rep max. And then every two weeks I had five percent. Fuck off, man. And, and, you, and you can't, you know how many times I have powerlifters on, what they're doing isn't going to work for you. That's not the way it works. You can't. No. It's not the way it works. So what you said no. is 100% right. If I have somebody on or you have somebody on and the person's like, this is how I approach training. This is how I approach social media. This is how I approach my life balance. This is how I approach competition. This is what I noticed. I wish I would have done this when I was powerlifting. I wish yeah. I would have done that. That's far more important to you as a, as a person than, you know, how do you structure your squats? This for me is what... 99% of people's problem actually is though because they think of why they so they think right I'm not where I want to be what is the reason for that and I think the reason for that is because of what I'm doing in the gym so they would want to hear 30-40 minutes of what this guy's program is how he approaches every single session and blah, blah, fucking blah, right? But that's what at least, that, that's what I, that's what frustrates me with the world where people are so ignorant to the point of it's not what, the, the problem isn't that they're not doing the right things in the gym. It's that they're doing all the wrong things in their life. So if you get a perspective of what somebody who's succeeding in life, what their life actually consists of, what you'll end up finding nine times out of ten is that you think you're working hard, but you're not working anywhere near as hard enough. Yeah. And, I, it, and, and it doesn't come down to what's happening in the gym. It's like everyone can work hard in the gym. That's not hard. What's hard is to work hard in the gym consistently over a number of years. And usually what sets you up for being able to do that is you working hard in your everyday life consistently. So it's like getting up. Like, it's getting up, doing your mobility while the kettle's boiling to mm. make coffee for your, like, with your breakfast in the morning. Then you have your breakfast. Then you eat. You answer all your emails. You go to work, blah, blah, blah. Like, if you get a chance, you go for a walk on your lunch break yeah. Rather than answering calls because that's something physical. You keep going, you eat something good, then you go to the gym after work, you do two hours in the gym, you go home, you foam roll in the house, 
it's like that's the kind of things that people need to hear about how people structure their lives. Mm-hmm. But they're so ignorant to the point that they think they can keep living their life the way that they're living, just train hard for an hour in the gym here and there, and then get what they want. But it's an everyday process. Everything has to change. You can't be the person that you're going to be. So you, you can't be the person that you are right now if you're going to be the person that you're going to be. Because somewhere along the line, you have to break some habits. Mm. Some people, it won't be that many habits. A lot of people, it'll be a shitload of habits that you need to break. But you're not going to have the success that the people who you're looking up to have unless you're willing to change these habits. Because it's not as as simple as just going to the gym all of the time. You've got to make sure everything else is lined up in your life so that you can actually find a way to get to the gym all the time because it's not as simple as just going to the gym. It has to be you wanting to go to the gym or you wanting to be physical because everything else is sorted in your life. And that's what I realize now. Yeah, I love how, because it's true, you could take away just as much from watching interviews with athletes from a different sport. So it's not what they're doing in the gym, to your point. It's when you just said, for instance... You tell somebody, uh, how much mobility work do you do? How much isometric work do you do with like unilaterally with one leg and the other leg? I don't have time for that shit. Really? So when your coffee's boiling, you don't got five minutes to throw a fucking leg up on the counter and do a little stretching? Because I do. And because that's what GSP does. Let me ask you this. When you're, uh, I can't get to this weight class. Really? You got an hour long lunch? Yeah. Can you eat and eat a, can you eat a sandwich and walk? Get your steps in? Yeah. Well, all I need you to do is get 8,000 steps. So could you do it during your lunch? Yeah, well, I mean, that's what everybody, that's what this guy does. It's one of those, it's the attitude, when you watch a guy like Jordan, who will move things around, he's like, here's what I need to get, and this is what I got to do to get there. And you just move shit around to make it happen, kind of like you're saying, right? Where it doesn't matter exactly what he's doing, he gets to the gym, it's everything leading up to it, and his, his approach to it, and what's sustainable, What's sustainable? Don't do this all or nothing bullshit. Where when that competition's done, you're you're mentally wiped and you ain't going to the gym again for another yeah. however long. You're not gonna get very far like and, that. Don't wrong. It's okay to do that, but you got to make sure it happens when it counts. So the time for that to happen is like, well, depending on when your calendar lies, you can maybe afford to do it right after your national championships, like because you put everything into that to try and be the British champion or the US champion or the Canadian champion but then if you've got fucking Worlds four months after that you're not going to be able to take that much time off so then it's like it's so you need to do it every now and again you gotta live life (laughs) you've got to live life you gotta do it every now and again but it's like you shouldn't be fucking doing a regional championship and having that kind of an after fucking life, it should be like you do a regional championships and you get up the next day and you go and train. Like you should, you should be able to do that. You shouldn't be peaking for regional championships. You do a regional championship, you see what happens, and you fucking go to nationals. Then you peak for that. You know? Yeah. I. I- I think one of the biggest things, one of the biggest takeaways I had, it, this has been like a theme in this conversation, but other, I, le- I read tons of autobiographies and watch documentaries on athletes. 
they just do something consistently, even if not much, Jordan will just fucking shoot some three throws for a half hour if he can, if he's got it. And that's good. He did yeah. something. It's not all mm-hmm. or nothing. If you can, if you're like, don't got a shitload of time today, just do some, you know, lunges with some dumbbells, whatever the shit, it'll, yeah. it'll help straighten you out. You're good. If you just do those little things, those are little things that certain people don't let themselves slip from. It's not all mm-hmm. or nothing. And that's good. And then that's, that's a common thing throughout all these sports, these athletes. You find a way as well, though. You just find a way. It's like, I just, it's such a shit excuse that you don't have the time. Yeah. Like, if you're at a computer all day, why don't you just, like, not sit on your chair and try and fucking, like, hold a squat yeah. while you're typing for 10 minutes? Like, see how long you can actually, see how much time you can accumulate in a 15-minute period holding a squat so all you need to do, set a timer on your phone for 15 minutes, have a stopwatch, and every time you get out of that fucking, every time you get out of that squat, stop the time. God damn. That'd be, that would be brutal. You could it's though. Like, You're right. You could stretch on you your desk. You could do it. You could stretch you on could your desk. It. You could do some mobility stretching and shit. You could do tons of stuff, man. You, yeah. could, you can make things happen. You could always look at, if you want an excuse, you'll find one. If you want a way, you'll find one. You want an excuse, you'll find one. You'll find whatever you want, really. Yeah, definitely. Basically. Listen, I got to meet up um, my boy Paul. I said 3.30, so I'm running a little stitch late, but it is what it is, my friend. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. I was about to say that I need to go and take a piss. Okay, good. Pretty good. We got to keep in contact. Um, so let me know, like, next time you're, if you want to do it again, 100%, you got anything on the go that you want to talk about before we, before we bounce? Is this anything that, we're all kind of in a COVID lockdown without real plans, right? Well, um, if anybody's stuck for ideas for training during this whole thing, I've got a Facebook group going, uh, called Fitness in Threes. Um, you basically, you can search for that, you'll be able to find it. Um, but... I'm regularly posting about it on my Instagram stories. So basically what it is, is I'm just showing you. So one of the things that I've been talking about during this whole thing is um, me basically trying to do three physical things every single day. So what I do is I post ideas for you to do for your three physical things in my Facebook group. So it's an open group. It's always going to be free for that. But then that... Well, obviously, um, I can lead that into if anyone wants a bit more extra attention and the need a bit more of a structure plan. I've got, I've got a um, a paid group for fitness and threes going, and also as well, if you just need a program, follow me on Screamer Manual. You find all that sort of stuff from there. And um, hell, why the fuck not? I'm also on OnlyFans, so <laughs> a fans <laughs> only account. So, the only fans are a little more private, but I'm going to have a one-page website where I've got all my fucking shit going. You can click on any of those links, and you can find me on all of those. But I have Instagram, Screamer Manual, Fitness and Threes on Facebook, and I'll get you the links to all that stuff in my story. But yeah, that's pretty good for me. Um, Ryan, why don't you plug what you need to plug as well, because I'm also going to be using this um, audio for my podcast so you plug what you need a plug um 100 yeah so base king of the lifts on instagram uh king of the lifts in terms of the podcast available on every single platform youtube 
And um, if the World Championships rolls around in Belarus, and God knows, who knows, in 2020, I'll be commentating, man. I'll be there. So if, you, if anyone sees me roll up, say hi, we'll have a beer, we'll hang out. And yes. uh, yeah, don't be shy. This is why we're friends, because that's my fucking outlook on life as well. That's it, buddy. And then um, one of these days, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it my point to be on that fucking commentary table, because people have been wanting me to fucking commentate in IPF World Championships, and I think I'd do a good job of it. Hey, man, drop me a line if you're gonna be around. Well, who knows? Maybe I'll be there. Maybe I won't. That's right. That's right. We'll see. We'll see. Right, lad. All right, buddy. Take care of yourself, all right? You too, man. Good talking. Stay there, lad. Take care. See you, buddy. Bye. Screamer Emmanuel, the one and only. Um, I knew it was going to be a good one. And I knew also (laughs) we might not do all uh, powerlifting talk, but we're going to get some talk in. We got a lot of podcasts we've done where... It's straight up powerlifting talk. You guys get the goods in terms of how to break down, you know, the lifts, programming, weight cutting, what have you. But uh, (laughs) I like having different people on in terms of different characters. And if you're talking about different characters, there isn't, (laughs) you got, you got Screamer Manuel and then there's everybody else. So I hope you liked it. Please do subscribe. Do tell your friends about it. Do give us high ratings. And um, if you like it, put it up in your Instagram stories. I will, I will share that. It is much appreciated. And uh, yeah, man, if you guys, I mean it, if you see me at World Championships, get at me. We can have a beer. We can hang out. If we're not in a beer setting, it's all good. Don't feel shy um, to say hi. Until next time, Six Pack Labadat. Peace.